are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this Tuesday, January 26th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs. Today on the show, we are reacting to a little bit of the rumor mill out of Mobile, Alabama. We're reacting to the weigh-ins this morning. And we're getting our first look at the Dolphins' North practices, kind of just making some observations uh, as it pertains to the Dolphins and how their practices are operating and the coaches and lots of good stuff uh, to, to process from Mobile, Alabama. If you're new to the show, I'm Kyle Krabs, Director of Scouting of the DraftNetwork.com, Managing Editor of USA Today's DolphinsWire.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and super stoked for the Senior Bowl this week. Uh, going to get a chance this evening to work through the uh, practice videos. Uh, so the way it works, you get credentialed for the Senior Bowl. You get a chance to access. Uh, it's effectively like coach's tape, but for practice. And it shows all the one-on-one reps in, in wide receivers versus defensive backs and offensive linemen versus defensive linemen and the seven-on-sevens and, and the team drills. And uh, Going to get a chance tonight to work through all of that. So tomorrow on the show... Uh, we'll have a quick turnaround. I know I'm putting Tuesdays out at, in the afternoon. Uh, tomorrow's will be a reaction to what I saw on tape from Tuesday's practice. You know, Brian Flores has talked about, you know, got to check the tape before I make any comments. And uh, even when it came down to Tua Tungvalo and his availability practice and how he threw the ball, I said, uh, deciding on whether or not he was going to start, said, we got to check the practice tape. Well, we're going to check the practice tape of the Senior Bowl here this evening and talk about observations that are there to be made. But before we get to Mobile, the Dolphins' offensive coordinator search has taken a turn uh, because somebody who we thought was in contention, then out of contention, and then back in contention again for the Dolphins' offensive coordinator job, he's back out of contention once more. You keeping up? Matt Canada, uh, who was Pittsburgh's quarterback's coach, did some consulting with the Dolphins' He was on the list to be interviewed for the Dolphins. He was on their, their list of candidates that was reported by ESPN. Then it was reported that he was getting a promotion from the Pittsburgh Steelers to become their offensive coordinator. And then, like a week later, it came out that the Steelers were hosting Pep Hamilton and Hugh Jackson to interview for that offensive coordinator position that Matt Canada had reportedly been filling. Well, the Steelers announced yesterday officially that Matt Canada is being promoted to serve as their offensive coordinator. So you can go ahead and take him off the board. Of course, the big name now is a quarterback that Miami Hurricanes fans would be quite familiar with, Ken Dorsey. He's the quarterback's coach of the Buffalo Bills. He has been for the last two seasons. And anytime you have a coach who's hands-on with the development of a player in which we've seen the degree of Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, it's going to get a lot of attention. Now, Ken Dorsey has not formally, there's been no announcement from the Dolphins that Ken Dorsey uh, is attached to this offensive coordinator position, but there's some Twitter sleuthing going on. There are some connections to be made by the rest of the staff. Dorsey did get a formal request from the Seattle Seahawks to interview for their offensive coordinator vacancy earlier this week. But Ken Dorsey was in Cleveland with the Browns at the same time as the Dolphins' new quarterbacks coach, Charlie Fry. And we mentioned Twitter sleuthing. Some people on Twitter found yesterday, first of all, Eric Flowers had sent out a picture of Ken Dorsey in a Miami Hurricanes uniform, 
and people were noticing that Ken Dorsey had started following some accounts pertaining to and relating to the Miami Dolphins. So some excitement there that perhaps that is the direction that they are going to go. And I think the more connections everybody in your offensive coaching staff has, the better. The byproduct of that is when you let a guy like Chan Gailey go, the Steve Marshalls of the world and Robbie Browns of the world, the coaches who came in with that offensive coordinator, if you make a change, they're going to go too. And that's exactly what you saw take place. Uh, So if guys are going to know they're going to come in, they're going to be tied together and tethered together, you might as well get guys that have a good, strong working history together. And that seems as though it may be the trend we're seeing the Dolphins take. But the Dolphins are in Mobile this week, and I'm sitting here watching the first practice. You know, the the practice was closed to the media because of inclement weather, and then they changed it, and it's back on, and NFL Network has it on in in spurts throughout the day today. Charlie Fry's walking around with a play sheet, calling calling plays. And then you're you're reading other people saying, well, Eric Studsville's calling some plays, and I'm kind of like curious if the Dolphins are evaluating more than just the players, the college prospects on the field for this opportunity. It's pretty unique. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that's the case. It, it would be pretty unorthodox if that is the case uh, to, to let everybody kind of come in and, and work hands-on as somebody structuring portions of practice. Uh, but it is something to watch for the Dolphins because as of right now, then this is uh, 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 pretty new uncharted waters for there to be a team without an offensive coordinator in Mobile coaching a team. Some other uncharted waters as it pertains to a top prospect that a lot of Dolphins fans are ready to go all in on uh, for the, the number three overall pick. That is, of course, Devonta Smith. So day one of the Senior Bowl is a busy day. You wake up, you go to weigh-ins, you get your height, weight, your arm length, your hand measurements taken. Then you go to practice. Devonta Smith chose not to weigh in this morning for weigh-ins. And that's, obviously, Devonta Smith, the weight and the frame is going to be a big part of the narrative around if you were building uh, a, a list of questions for his resume, be at the top of the list. I can't ever recall, and I've been going to the Senior Bowl since 2013, I cannot recall a prospect ever declining the weigh-ins. And, you know, there's been some some speculation from Dolphins fans, and I'm sure you're teasing, oh, they're just going to keep it for Brian Flores. Some questions of, you know, if if he has a, a finger issue, is it preventing him from lifting? Even if that was the case, you know, you're not that far removed from the national championship game in which you played in. You're talking, what, two weeks? How much weight are you going to lose in two weeks? Serious question. Enough to make a difference? I've also seen some Dolphins fans say, well, you know, get him into a a professional strength and conditioning program. He'll be fine. He'll add on the weight that he needs to. He played at Alabama. He was at Alabama for four years? South Alabama, yeah. Alabama State, of course. Alabama-Birmingham, probably. He went to the University of Alabama Crimson Tide, the cream of the crop of college football. And that's the big knock on a lot of these Alabama guys is they get out of that program and they've already hit their ceiling because of the strength and conditioning program that's in place. Now, I am by all means not dismissing Devonta Smith. 
But if Devonta Smith is not going to weigh in, or if Devonta Smith needs to avoid weighing in to bulk up to get to what would be considered a quote-unquote acceptable size, I again ask, is this a player that is going to be a lock to go at three? Or can you manipulate the draft board and get better value and get return on investment and still get this player if this is the player that you're committed to drafting? For me personally, I also look at Jalen Waddell, and I, I view that as the best insurance policy the Dolphins can have in a tradeback scenario. Because if you don't get Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell can be just as beneficial to your team. He just runs, well, if we're being honest, he runs the same routes. He's, he just wins in different ways. Devonta Smith, ultimate technician, terrific ball skills. Jalen Waddle has really good ball skills, but he is so explosive, he is blink and you miss it fast. So that's the big kind of takeaway from the weigh-ins in Mobile is, is people kind of eyeing Devonta Smith and, man, why didn't he choose to weigh in? And is it because of the, the, the finger injury? And I'd be surprised if it was the finger injury. I just don't think having seen players strategize and choose how to attack their pre-draft process, um, Devonta probably doesn't want, he probably wants to have one interaction in this area of such high importance and he wants to make sure it's completely ready to go. What does that say about his size? I'd guess he's probably in the low 170s. And if you're comfortable with what he brings to the table, that's fine. But it would be a departure from historically the kinds of receivers that get drafted that high. So just more food for thought as we look to open our minds and continue to stay receptive to whatever pathway the Dolphins choose to take. The NFL playoffs are here, and while the Dolphins are not qualified, it does not mean you cannot still be a winner this winter. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust for all of your online sports bets, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. So what else did we see in Mobile? Uh, I thought there were a couple other weigh-ins that really jumped out. Some of them on the Dolphins North team, some of them on uh, the other team, the Carolina Panthers team. If the Dolphins are going to make a play for an edge defender, they're not going to invest a first-round pick in one. If Michigan's Pay is not really going to be in play for the team. If Greg Rousseau is not going to be in play for the team, if the team would rather go 36 or 50 or trade into another second-round pick. Patrick Jones II from Pittsburgh is perceived to be the best edge defender in attendance. But there are some other players who can really stand to make themselves some money this week at the edge defender position and potentially rise up into the second round. They're probably right now more third, fourth round type guys, but have the potential based on their athletic profiles and the, the play that they had this past year to work their way into a, a higher stratosphere. One of them, his name, get to know him, Peyton Turner from Houston. Peyton Turner came in and think about the Emmanuel Agbas and the Shaq Lawsons of the world. And that's kind of the mold you would expect the Dolphins to continue to pursue if we we're looking for a hand in the dirt pass rusher. Peyton Turner had five sacks, 10 and a half tackles for loss in five games this year for the Houston Cougars. And he came into Mobile and he checked in at six foot, 
five and three eighths inches, 270 pounds, and 35 inch arms. Absolutely monstrous build. And he's not the only one. Florida State's Janarius Robinson. He checked in at six foot five on the dot, 266 pounds, 35 and three quarter inch arms. So one of the things that we did over the course of the summer was we looked at kind of what is quote unquote the Dolphins type at different position groups. The offensive line, it was very high density and your broad jump, your standing broad jump as an athletic test had to be in the 60th percentile. And those were the players that the Dolphins pursued along the offensive line. In the secondary, it was elite athletes kind of across the board, whether it was long, long speed, short-term explosiveness or agility. It was something like 22 out of 25 tests between the Dolphins projected starting five in nickel was in like the 80th percentile or 75th percentile or better. The Dolphins' defensive line, length, lower body power, dense, 265 plus, 260, 265 plus. Both of these guys check those boxes. Neither one of these guys is on the Dolphins' side of the fence. That doesn't mean the Dolphins can't benefit from seeing these players here all week. It just means that the Dolphins staff will not be working hands-on with them. And of course, we've already talked about the Notre Dame duo, Dalen Hayes and Aide Ogundeji. Ogundeji checked in with 35 and a quarter inch arms this morning as well. Very Emmanuel Agba-esque build, 255 or so. Dolphins are going to have the chance to work with a number of edge defenders. This edge group is really impressive. And as the Dolphins kind of search for, okay, who's going to be a pass rush specialist that we can kind of hitch our wagon to? Who's going to be a developmental guy who can replace Shaq Lawson if we're going to make some financial decisions down the road? They're going to have lots of options here in Mobile. Another name, big winner from the weigh-ins. This is not a position in need per se for the Dolphins. But he is going to check the elite athleticism box that we talked about for the Dolphins in the secondary. Efitu Melifanwu from Syracuse. Six, two and a half, 212 pounds, 32 and one eighth inch arms, which is astronomically long for a corner. And he's a superb athlete. If you remember the name Melifanwu, Melifanwu was a second round pick a few years back. Obi. Uh, he ended up settling in with the Patriots. He's bounced around the league a little bit. Uh, never really lived up to expectations, but a superb athlete, like really like close to record-setting, if not record-setting, a standing broad jump. So pretty exciting to kind of get the numbers and see some of the weigh-in opportunities that these guys are having, but at the end of the day, it's football, right? So NFL Network has the practice on, and I'll be damned, if one of the most impressive players of the day defensively, Dalen Hayes, Notre Dame. He got after it up front, and I'm excited to get into the actual practice cut-ups to be able to process and break down all of the ins and outs of what transpired on today's practice. Because obviously, NFL Network was going in and out. They had other things going on. And then on top of that, there's only so many eyeballs and cameras that you can get set on so many different things happening at once. If you've never been to the Senior Bowl, they will more often than not break the team up into 
a vast array of groups, uh, defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, corners, wide receivers, offensive linemen, quarterbacks. They all work individually, and then they'll bring a couple of those groups together, and they'll do offensive linemen and defensive linemen, but at the same time, you're doing wide receiver and defensive back one-on-ones. So it's difficult, really difficult, to process and see everything as it happens in real time. So that's the luxury of being able to go in and watch the practice tape, which is what we're going to do tonight. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're looking for your classic or daily driver, and you're looking for new engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com, find all the parts you need for your classic or daily driver, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. So whether you're looking for a healthy snack, a breakfast on the go, something post-workout, or just like delicious things, Built Bar can fill the void for you. And best of all, Built Bar doesn't just taste good, it blows the nutritional facts of your typical protein bar out of the water. It's got 200 calories per bar or less, up to 20 grams of protein per bar, 18 delicious flavors to choose from, and one-seventh the grams of carbs and sugar of your typical protein bar. So if you're looking for a change-up in your diet, visit BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you can save 20% off your next order of Built Bar. That's BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON, to save 20% and find out what all the fuss is about for yourself. I will leave you guys today with one name who, from what we've seen of practice, I can already guarantee you had one hell of a day. And that is Western Michigan wide receiver Dwayne Eskridge. And Dwayne Eskridge, you go to thedraftnetwork.com, you use the mock draft simulator, it's great. He's going to be there at 83, probably 9.5 times out of 10. But... If Dwayne Eskridge comes out and balls out all week, and then he goes to whatever personal pro day he has, and he ends up running in the 4-3s, and he's already been electronically timed with a 4-3-3, this is the kind of player that you run the risk of seeing win the draft process to the point where if you want a player like Dwayne Eskridge, you're going to have to take him at 50. And if he's as good as he aces the pre-draft process to be, that's no problem. But that's kind of the, the challenge with setting your eyes on prospects at this point in time, because those who end up winning the process will win themselves into a point where you have to make difficult decisions. So if the, if the question is Landon Dickerson or Eskridge with pick 50, and you only get one and you know you're only going to get one, which one do you take? You take the center with the, the durability questions that have allowed him to be there at 50? Or do you take Estridge a little earlier than perhaps you would otherwise, knowing he's not going to be there for you the next time you get around? You know, a good example of this from this past year's draft was the Washington football team. They drafted at 66 Antonio Gibson, who ended up crushing the pre-draft process 
including in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were heartbroken by this, but I know for a fact that they loved him as a prospect. But he went like 10 picks before Tampa came on the board because Washington knew maybe it's a little early in the grand scheme of things, but if we wait and try and get him the next time around, he's going to be gone. So that's part of the, the challenge that we have to find as Dolphins fans is identify who those players are. The players that are home run fits for the Dolphins that you just can't bear the thought of not landing so you'll draft them earlier than you ideally would. Is Najee Harris going to be one of those guys? There's a very real chance that Najee Harris becomes one of those guys. Tony Paulina Pro Football Network referencing today that the two teams who have shown the most interest in Najee Harris, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who draft in the 20s, and the Miami Dolphins at 18. So the Dolphins, you're sitting there and you know there's a very real chance he might not be there at 36 when we come on the board. Are we comfortable with that? Or do we have to have this guy? I look forward to, fur- to further exploring who those players would be at each spot. You know, is Devonta Smith that guy? I don't necessarily know that he is because I think you can get a lot of other really great players and contributors to your wide receiver room. But if the Dolphins feel that way, then they're going to be justified to take him because they don't have a choice. You know what goes a long way in deciding that? The pre-draft process, including the Senior Bowl, which is what we're going to dig into tonight. So make sure you hit subscribe. Come back tomorrow. Like I said, tomorrow is reacting to Tuesday's practice of Coach's Film. Thursday, we will react to Wednesday's, Wednesday's practice of Coach's Film. Friday, we will react to Thursday's practice of Coach's Film. Monday, next week, we will react to the game and put a bow in the Senior Bowl altogether. Lots of Senior Bowl coverage coming up here on Locked On Dolphins, so make sure you hit subscribe. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Thanks, as always, for listening. Fins up. I hope to talk with you guys again tomorrow to recap all of my thoughts from who did what during today's practices.